Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2130. This week, we're celebrating the 71st annual Pebble Beach Concord Elegance that takes place Sunday, August 21st at the Lodge in Pebble Beach, California. To learn more and get your tickets, go to pebblebeach.net. I hope to see you there. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. It's a little warm there today with a very special guest by the name of Kim McCullough. Kim, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? <laughs> yes, I am ready. Yeah, something you've done many, many times. Uh, you listeners are going to learn that Kim is, oh, she is living the life around cars. Oh, my gosh. She and her husband, Mitch, do some very cool things. But before I give you an introduction, I would love for you to share one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Kim. Well, as you mentioned, we're in Pompton Plains, New Jersey, and we are fortunate enough to be in an older home. It's a 200-year-old stone house, and we have some property, and one of the things we have on the property are chickens. So I think (laughs) a lot of people don't know that we actually raise chickens and um, have the benefit of a lot of fresh eggs uh, every day, which is a a great way and, and a very peaceful journey to go out there and collect eggs at the end of the day. You know, I think I'll come over for a couple omelets. That sounds like a good idea. I, I have a next door neighbor whose daughter uh, lives very close to us here. I live a little bit outside. Well, I'm an hour south of Seattle in a community called Gig Harbor. And his daughter has chickens and always bringing eggs over. And the last batch had a couple double yolk eggs. And I mean, more than one. It was a bunch of double yolk eggs. So maybe if as a chicken raiser, what makes double yolks? Or is that just going to be twin chickens? Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's just one of those things that... That happens sometimes. Uh, it isn't something you can plan for. It's just a little extra bonus uh, in the morning. Absolutely. Very nice way to start the day. Let me give you a proper introduction. Kim McCullough is a lifelong automotive enthusiast with both her personal and professional life centered around the automobile. She has run marketing operations for big companies, including Mazda, Nissan, Toyota, and most recently was vice president of marketing for Jaguar Land Rover. Kim was recognized as one of the 100 leading women in North American auto industry by Automotive News. Congratulations. Today, Kim serves on several boards, including TechForce Foundation. Now, you regular listeners know I support TechForce. They're one of my charities of choice, an incredible organization. And she is one of the founding members of Women in Motorsports North America. She's active in concours, rallying and racing, earning awards in many prestigious concours events and serving as a judge at the host of the Concord Elegance, including Pebble Beach, which we're featuring this week. She has participated in numerous rallies around the world, most recently with her husband, Mitch, get this, in the East African Safari Classic in their 1972 Porsche 911. We're going to learn about that and a whole lot more, but first a word from our sponsors. So give them a little love. They're the reason the lights are on here, and we'll be right back. Buckle up. We're with Kim McCullough. It's going to get fun. 
Summer is here, and that means long, hot days. Oh boy. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom tailored for your vehicle, and their accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They are durable. They're dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles. Every time I park my car, my Covercraft sunscreen goes up in the window. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, Premier Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make a really great gift as well. Get your summer deal today. Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled are stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Kim, we are back. So let's dive a little deeper in the corner. Something you've done many times in many cool cars. I want to first start with your career because You've worked in so many major automotive marks and doing a lot of cool things. How did you first get involved in this? Well, it actually goes back to childhood. My father, Ed McNeely, ran the Volkswagen Porsche Audi accounts uh, for Doyle Dane Burnback in the 60s and early 70s. Oh my gosh, that's cool. I know that. Yeah, I know. I know that brand from way back. Yeah. And, and so some of your listeners may be familiar with the TV show Mad Men. Yes. Um, and I remember when that came out, my mom was like, that is our life. You know, they did a great job. That's exactly some of the things that she could relate to. So I was really inspired by my father and the work that he was doing. And it's, you know, it's held up today as just some of the best classic work, particularly um, for the, all the Volkswagen work. When Porsche and Audi also came into the U.S., and he was also working on those accounts, he had the great privilege to bring home different cars like all the time. So as a, as a kid, I was like, oh my God, this is this parade of, it was like everything from a Porsche 911, Porsche 914-6 to a BW thing. I mean, it just was like all over the board. <laughs> nice. It was so much fun. It was like, you know what? 
I want to do that when I grow up. Yeah. So that actually, from a very early age, is like, I want to be in marketing. I want to follow in my father's footsteps. And I want to specialize in automotive. So I had my destination set quite early in life. Well, how lucky and how fortunate. And I'm sure your dad being very proud of you to carry the torch forward in that into the new age. And you've worked for so many cool marks. But in addition to your career, you've gotten heavily involved in the Concord world, the rallying world, not only on the side of judging, but participating and having cars. And of course, I mentioned that rally that we're going to touch on a little bit that you and Mitch did, which sounds so wonderful. But, but this being Pebble Beach Car Week and being the Pebble Beach Concord, you've had, you and your husband have had cars on the lawn. And I think this year is something kind of unique. And I'm wondering if anybody's ever done this, a husband and wife each having a car on the lawn. Tell me about what you're going to bring. Well, first of all, it's it's one of those pinch me moments because yes. it's, it's such an honor to be selected to be on the lawn. And they have two special classes this year. Um, and we were fortunate enough to be uh, beneficiaries of those two special classes. So the one is yeah, celebrating Le Mans. Um, and uh, next year is the 100th anniversary of, of Le Mans. And uh, hard to believe that event's actually been around that long. Uh, but what my husband is showing a 1964 Alpine M64. It is a, um, Alpine is a French company. It is a Le Mans prototype and it won its class at Le Mans in 1964. Oh my gosh. And it also won the index of thermal efficiency because it got over 20 miles to the gallon through the duration of the race. So it's one of those special little awards I think they do just to make sure that uh, the French gets rewarded for very lightweight cars. So it, it's a it's a fabulous thing. That Now, before you jump into what you're bringing, that car is so cool looking. It... I, how would you describe that car? Because when I look at that car, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's got so many little unique elements that kind of touch on a lot of different designs in a way, especially the back end. Yeah, I kind of call it perky because I, <laughs> the, the, the tail fins are a bit perky on it. Yeah. Uh, and, it's, and it's French blue as, as one would expect a French car to be. And what's extra special, there's so many things special about the car, but what's extra special from our experiences standpoint is just, we just came back from running Le Mans Classic with that car. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those things when we first bought it um, a number of years ago now, we ended up buying it at an auction in France. And we said, you know what, we, we've got to bring this car back and run, go back to Le Mans 50 plus years after when it was there so successfully. Um, so we, we just had that experience. And then uh, now the car is, um, actually, I need to get the frequent flyer miles um, that the <laughs> car is getting because <laughs> we had to fly it back um, to make sure that um, ended up getting here in time for uh, the Monterey Historics or the Monterey Motorsport Reunion, um, as well as Pebble Beach. Uh, it's one of those really rare, I mean, it's going to be so fun for people to see this thing. Tubular frame, looks like fiberglass molded into the frame around the car. But the, it's the style and design to that car. I mean, you mentioned the fins on the back and you go, wait a minute, fins on the back of a French car? And then <laughs> it, it's just so wonderful and, and delightful. You no, know, I'll have tomorrow on Cars Yet, uh, Jim Glickenhouse, of course, and he's going to be bringing his special Le Mans car to the lawn at Pebble Beach. This is going to be a really unique display of vehicles, right? 
It is. And what's so great is how uh, the Monterey Motorsports Reunion is working with Pebble Beach this year, both celebrating Le Mans. Um, the change in schedule at Laguna Seca allows everything to be completed on Saturday um, so that you have Sunday clear for Pebble Beach, which I think is a is a fabulous um, change. And so you'll be able to see them. Uh, some of the cars will be racing just, just like our Alpine will be racing on the track and then brought to the lawn on Sunday. Oh, fine. So I think it's just such a great experience and opportunity for people to see cars that maybe um, don't really come out very often. They need some kind of special class or something to be able to do it. And Le Mans as a race, um, there's such a variety of cars that run it. Um, you know, so I, I think the variety will also maybe surprise people. It's going to be wonderful. I dedicated a whole week on of Cars Year here last month to the historic races out there at Laguna Seca. And I, I it's good, really nice to hear your car is going to be out there on the track. I mean, this is going to be so cool. Now, Mitch is bringing that car. I know it's both of your car, but that's Mitch. You've got something on the lawn that is dedicated to a whole other class that's pretty cool. I don't think these two cars could be much further apart. No, I don't think they could be. I mean, it's European <laughs> racing and hot rods, baby. Hot rod, exactly. So one of the other special classes that Pebble Beach has on the lawn this year is celebrating the 90th anniversary of the 1932 Ford. Um, so I am bringing uh, my hot rod. Um, nice. It is known as the Pacific Gunsight Special. It's got a fabulous, fabulous history. Again, such an honor to be uh, accepted to be on the lawn. It's one of the dreams um, that I've had with this car. Um, it was built in 1946, so it's quite an early um, hot rod, and it ran Bonneville in 1952, uh, so it's still got that plate on the on the car itself. And it, its continuous history is known since 1946, and the gentleman that we bought it from, his name is Jim Palmer, he owned it for 45 years. Wow. And he had it actually at Pebble Beach in 1997. So it's uh, it's gone through some other things since then. We just restored it. So it'll be lovely to share it with everybody on the lawn. It'll be great. For you listeners, go to the Cars Yeah website to Kim's page. And there's a delightful picture. I take it that's you at the wheel on the beach there. Yes. Um, so one of my... Other favorite things um, is the race of gentlemen. Yes. So that takes place in Wildwood, New Jersey, and it is drag racing on the beach. Tide goes out, the cars come in, and it's a, an eighth mile, and it is just an unbelievably fantastic time. And it's it's something Mel, the gentleman that started it, very much like stepping back in time because he's he's very strict as is appropriate that the cars there are real deal, vintage motorcycles and um, cars and, and hot rods. It's hot rods and motorcycles. So it's so much fun. I mean, it's a, you get you get in there and a lot of times the picture, I just start laughing because you're just having such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kim, you really need to work on how to have a good time. I'm, I'm really, you know, <laughs> you need to do a little better job here. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. Now, I wanted to touch a little bit on this uh as I understand it, one of Mitch's bucket list things to do, and that is the East African Safari Classic Rally. I had Renee Brinkerhoff with her 356 on the show who talked about doing that event. You and your husband took a 1972 Porsche 911 there and had some fun covering, do I just write 3,500 kilometers across Kenya? Yes, yes. And uh, so a few years ago, I asked uh, my husband, Mitch, 
if you could do anything in the world, what would it be? And without hesitation, he said the East African Safari Rally. It's something he's wanted to do since he was a little boy and first was um, seeing films about this event. And, you know, being in Africa, it certainly has that quite exotic backdrop. But the the event is nine days long. It's a, a blind rally. Um, a lot of rallies now, you have pace notes, you know, so you you have all that advanced work that you can do. In this case, um, I was co-driving. It's, it's one of the uh, photos I provided to you. Your uh, listeners will see that on the site um, in my co-driving position in my office for the nine days. And um, so the, every night we would get the route book for the next day. So I would have to go through and study it and um, be prepared to help Mitch as we're navigating and all the different territory that you experience. But it was unbelievable, fabulous, fabulous experience. The people were so welcoming. Um, and we actually uh, used the opportunity to raise money for Tusk, um, which is a UK-based organization. And their business model is to support the local initiatives, conservation initiatives that are happening in Africa and really help prop them up because conservation is not just the animals, but of course, it's the people and the land. Right. It all has to work together. Um, so we took advantage of that just to raise some funds and give back to Kenya because this was such an extraordinary thing that they put on. Oh, how fortunate to do something like that. I just, I can't even imagine it. Well, let's get back onto the lawn because you've also been a Concord judge on the lawn and many wonderful events all over the country. But going back to Pebble Beach, what is your favorite thing about Pebble Beach? If there's somebody listening that's not been fortunate like you and I to attend this event, and I encourage everybody listening, you've got to go to Pebble at least once in your life. you got to do Car Week at least once because the whole week is filled with events. But Pebble is the crown jewel, the culmination of that entire week. How would you describe Pebble to a listener? And what is maybe your favorite thing about Pebble Beach Concord? For me, and I think like you, I, I've been going and um, going with before my husband, now husband, um, <laughs> you know, for for over 25 years. And the entire week is special. But you're right. Pebble is a great way to, to end the festivities. It is so special because of the types of cars that you get to see. And I don't know of, a, of another event that brings together such an interesting mix. And it's one of the concours that early on also accepted kind of preservation as something to celebrate. And, and I think it's it's important because they try to always come up with something that's a little different. I mean, last year they had all those 917s there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, which was phenomenal. And I remember other years they have all these Bugattis. I mean, but it's it's a wide variety. So it's not just something that, oh, I only need to be into pre-war cars to appreciate Pebble. You don't. I mean, it's no matter what your interest is, and this hobby is so varied, um, which is another fantastic thing about it, you can go there and see something that you haven't seen before. And I think that's what's so great about Pebble. Yeah, it is. Back when they had that first year, which is the year I assume you're talking about, where the first time they had hot rods on the lawn, was one of the first. I mean, they've done all these first. I remember Bruce Meyer, when he was on the show, he said, well, I'm the guy that was responsible for that. I kept bugging them and bugging them and bugging them. And they finally said, fine, we'll have hot rods one time. Well, hot rods have been back. And then race cars have been back and motorcycles appeared. And people ask me, they say, don't you get tired of going to Pebble Beach every year? I mean, this would be my 32nd trip. Don't you get tired of seeing the same cars? I go, well, you don't see the same cars. Now, sometimes they reoccur, but it's been so long, but there's so many unique things. And of course, the other part of it, and you and I will be uh, sharing a hug, I hope, on the lawn, (laughs) is the people, right? 
Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, an often used phrase for this hobby, the broader hobby is you come for the cars and you stay for the people. And, and that, that is just so true. And I think even with the experience of being, you know, racing the race of gentlemen uh, with the hot rod, a completely different expression of the hobby, um, completely different people, um, you know, not really overlap with some of the other things that we do, but so warm and so welcoming to this newbie who's just like, <laughs> I've got my hot rod. I love it. I love what it represents. And I'm just out there having fun. And I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, so I, I'm an advocate for the, the broader hobby and all its forms. And, and one, one of the other um, things that I wanted to share with your listeners is a long time ago, I read some advice from Keith Martin, the publisher of Sports Car Market. Of course, yeah. And he said that always think about what you want to do with the car when you're thinking about what do I want to get? Yeah. And that's how we look at some of these different vehicles. The 72 Porsche, you know, got us into Safari um, the Alpine, you know, got us into Le Mans Classic, now Pebble Beach, and the Monterey Motorsports Reunion. And the, the hot rod is gets me on the beach. And yeah, gets you on the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I think that's also really great advice. I mean, it's about people and about what you want to do because it unlocks all sorts of different events. Yeah, it's great. Very well said. We're going to take a short break. Thank our sponsors. We come back. I want to talk to you about maybe a big challenge, an obstacle you faced, and what that learning lesson was. So sit tight. Keep your seatbelts on. We'll be right back. Auto Geek's Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant. It's a spray-on, wipe-off sealant that's quick, safe, and easy to clean and protect your vehicles. I love using it on all my cars. Auto Geek's Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant is a spray-on, wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products, and Blackfire Spray Sealant takes advantage of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting, hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to autogeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Check them out today. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the United States are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand, and we need young women and men to consider these careers as a viable path to a fulfilling life. I've interviewed hundreds of women in the automotive sector here on Cars Yeah, and I know that women make great Tax. That's why I support the nonprofit Tech Force Foundation and its Women Techs Rock initiative to ensure women see themselves in the profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, 
smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So, Kim, I always ask the Cars Yeah Challenge question. It's not so much to drum up a bad time in your life. It's really more about that valuable lesson learned so you can move forward. You're a racer. You know about getting out on the track. And it's, it's when we get out in the marbles that we start to learn where our talents, talents may be and where they may fail a little bit, pushing that limit. So walk us through one of those times in your life. But more importantly, what was that valuable lesson that you learned? So um, I thought this was a really interesting question. And the, the, the way I, I looked at it is as I progressed through my business career, You know, I found it increasingly difficult to find those times where you can really clear your head um, and reset, you know, and and refresh yourself um, for the business challenges ahead. So one of the things I found and early on, I did a little bit of showroom stock racing. And I think a lot of people that race understand that when you're doing that, it forces you to be in the moment um, and you can't be distracted by other things because to your point get in the marbles quickly. So one of the things I started doing um, was challenging myself physically. So I took up adventure racing. I also did mountain climbing, climbing Grand Teton and Mount Rainier. Whoa! Those things, again, uh, forced me to be in that moment, not think about anything else. And it allowed me to then when I returned to work, re-engaged, um, to be much clearer of mind. And, you know, the safari rally most recently, as we talked about, was the same thing. I mean, when you're in the middle of doing that and you're in the car all day and you're doing stage rallying where you're going as fast as you can or dare, depending on the situation, some of those were 100 kilometers long. So you're racing for an hour nonstop in, in rally terrain. So um, that that's what I felt worked for me. So to challenge myself physically, whether it's through racing or adventure racing or mountain climbing. And that allowed me to return into work, you know, that much stronger and that much better. And I also learned that you don't know what you're capable of until you push yourself, because there were things I did that um, I never thought I could do. I mean, I always believed in myself, but it's like, oh, I've never tried it. I wonder if I can be successful in doing some of these things. And I found that there was that inner part of me that was able to pull through even in some very extreme physical situations. So um, that's how I addressed uh, the challenge. Wow, you dropped a massive golden nugget for listeners right there. That is so important and engaging in things that require all of your attention. I raced vintage cars for about 12 years, and the thing that still stands out to me to the day of those experiences is how focused you have to be, and you forget everything. Now, when we're driving to work in the morning, sometimes I would get to work, and I don't even remember driving there. <laughs> it's a little frightening, right? And yeah, uh, it's yeah. kind, of, kind of like riding motorcycles. I mean, if you get on a motorcycle and you're not focused, you, you could get you could get knocked off. So I, I think what you did, in fact, I know what you did, super valuable. And it's a really great lesson for anybody out there that's feeling kind of that burnout or they can't refocus. It's, yeah, go do, go climb a mountain, go race a car, go ride a motorcycle, do something that requires you being 
out of your comfort zone, but also truly, truly focused. Because, yeah, Mount Rainier, I can almost see it from my house. That's a big place. 14,411 feet, I think. <laughs> that's that's a climb. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, and it's, it's funny because, you know, some people have... Uh, through my career, I said, well, try meditation. I was like, I failed miserably at meditation. Yeah, it's hard for me to do that. I, I haven't figured that one out yet. I, I need a a guru or a googie. What do they call those guys? A, a, oh, like yo- a, yogi. a yogi or something to come. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be thinking about Yogi Bear and my mind would drift off and it would never work. So, yeah. But meditate. I've talked to a lot of people who say meditation is valuable and I really should focus on it because I, I, I can understand why. But yeah, I think I'd rather be out racing a car, or climbing a mountain. That sounds pretty cool. Being in nature. So, exactly. yeah, exactly. very cool. So how about, I mean, you've done so many cool things, but I'm imagining that you've got Maybe some more things on your bucket list. Are there some things out there you'd still like to do aside from taking your 32 on the lawn at Pebble in a few weeks? Well, um, you know, I and I know we'll talk about it a little bit. Right now, my philosophy is about working with good people, doing good things. Mm. So I am in the fortunate position to be able to choose how I spend my time. Um, and so that that's very important to me. And so I'm consulting with some companies and it, it all happened quite organically. After I left Jaguar Land Rover, you know, some people I've worked with in the past contacted me for some assistance. And, you know, it's like, you're a good person. I enjoyed working with you. I want to help you. And, and that's kind of my filter for uh, my activities. Nice. So I, from a business kind of standpoint, that's my filter. And then of course, bucket list. <laughs> I still can't imagine what it's going to be like Sunday morning, pre-dawn, driving uh-huh. the lawn with my hot rod onto Pebble Beach. I mean, one of those things that, you know, gee, that would be really cool if that happened, if, you know, we finished the restoration and we got accepted, but to have that actually happen and to be able to pull on the lawn, what we're going to try and do if this all works out is I'll pull on the lawn behind Mitch in the Alpine, um, which I will tower over him yes. in the hot rod. Yeah. Um, so to be able to have the hot rod accepted and then follow my husband onto the lawn and this car. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. It's, it's beyond a dream. I don't know a higher level in a dream, but that's what it is. Okay. Well, don't do any burnouts. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No promises. (laughs) I know. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, this is a very special year for me too. I'm going to be right there with you. I've been invited to drive onto the lawn with the first lady who was ever on Cars Down. Now I've had hundreds of women on the show since then. Diane Brandon, she's a Bentley and Rolls Royce expert. She's been a judge for 32 years on the lawn at Pebble and she's invited me. She's going to be driving in in a 1953 Bentley R-Type Graber drophead coupe that was flown in from Japan. So I'll be waving at you as we both drive onto the lawn this year. This will be a first for me. Oh, it, it's going to be, it's fabulous. Um, and I, I just, I just can't wait. And actually I know that car that you're talking about. I have seen pictures of it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, another exciting time. Given it's a Bentley, I know not a Rolls Royce, but close enough. I got, I'm working on my Queen's wave, you know, for all the oh, pop. Yeah. All yes. the paparazzi that lines out there. So I'm, I'm so excited about that. So let's talk about a special vehicle in your life. There's been so many, but I mean, did we already cover it with what you're going to be doing on the lawn? Or is there one car that really stands out for you that's been quite special? You know, it's, uh, I have uh, a few special vehicles. I mean, certainly the hot rod is quite special as I shared some of the, the highlights. And for me, I'll just mention two other vehicles. So in 19, uh, excuse me, in 2017, 
we had a chance, our first experience on the lawn at Pebble Beach, and we had a 1954 Jaguar XK120 mm. in the preservation class of the post-war preservation. And that car, we're second owners of that car, originally owned by Bernie Yurt, who founded uh, what's now um, known as the Jaguar Club of New England. And um, it's still in existence today. And that's a fabulous car. And just to have something that's as they say, only original once, um, you know, that's just a fabulous car. Yeah. Oh, I love the preservation cars. I, they're just, yeah. yeah, at first when they first started showing up in the lawn, I was like kind of scratching my head going, what's going on here? But then as I, I learned more, I started to look at them as like old antique furniture. You would never restore it back to new. It would destroy all the provenance, all that patina. So uh, beautiful car you got there. Now there's one other you want to mention, right? Well, um, their car I'll, I'll mention is um, we have a 1970 Porsche 914-6 Ooh. that was um, one of the cars that I had mentioned that my dad had owned early in his, you know, in his career. One of the cars that he got after two years, he sold it, and I found that exact same car a, a little over five years ago. Oh now. my gosh! How cool is that? Yeah, so it's uh, it's orange. Uh, it's a tangerine, to be more specific. I love and, that color. And um, because um, I was showing my creativity early as a 10-year-old, I named it Hal for Halloween. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's another special car um, that I have. So, again, quite fortunate. Oh, yeah. Uh, that What a wonderful car those were. We had a 914 for a short time. It was kind of a, uh, forget now the actual blue, but it was a beautiful blue color, almost a French blue color. It wasn't the 6, though. It was a 2.0, but yeah, the 6 is something quite special. Very special, very special car. Obviously, a big emotional connection there. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. So I'm going to be your car psychologist, Kim. I'm going to call on your skull a little bit today. If you <laughs> If you were reincarnated... Not what you want to be, but how you perceive the lady in the mirror, who you are deep down inside. What vehicle would you be, but more importantly, why? <laughs> I think I thought the most about this question. Well, I hope so. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's sometimes so hard to uh, look in the mirror and judge yourself. Yes, uh, yeah. But, you know, for me, I'm, I'm going to come back to the hot rod. Okay. And the reason I'm going to come back to that is because hot rods represent American innovation and really um, thinking outside the box. Yeah. And I, I feel like throughout my career and how I approach life is it is to think outside the box and really think about what can be, not reasons why not to do things, you know, reasons to do things. And there was no guidelines. There was nothing that said, this is what a hot rod is. The, the, you just kind of created it. And uh, so I feel that spirit um, represents me. I love it. Nice answer to that. You know, the Pebble Beach Concours raises huge millions of dollars for local community charities. And I always like to ask my guests of ways that you, perhaps you and Mitch, like to give back to the automotive sector. Yes. And um, and, I, and I think this is great. And I, I want to talk about two things, um, you know, as you mentioned in the introduction. So I'm on um, the board of directors for Tech Force Foundation. I know you're very, very familiar with them. And oh, yeah. Um, so for your listeners, you know, they, they champion technical careers. They, they help students um, through their education and support all the way through until they get into this, you know, professional technicians to really make a career and really, you know, thrive 
It's a great career, um, not just automotive. I know we're talking about automotive, but technical obviously spreads across, you know, aviation, marine, everything. It's a great way for people to do careers. And there's a lot of very, very talented people out there. And Graham Long is the gentleman. He's an engineer and a savant practically. And he's the gentleman that works with us on all of our cars. And well, he works on all our cars with us. <laughs> yeah. Don't do anything. We just... Graham, please help. <laughs> yeah, we need help, Graham. <laughs> you know, there's an artistry, especially with the older cars, um, to keep them all running. And so I think it's really important um, for my new car experience working at manufacturers. There's always a shortage of technicians, and it's a great option for people. And then for all these vintage cars that we all love to play with and we want to keep going, we need people that are into that too. So um, that's why I, I wanted to be part of the Tech Force Foundation and, and join their board of directors. Oh, it's tremendous. And one of the things that's great about Tech Force too is they really enforce, or I shouldn't say enforce, they they push the idea of women getting into this field. And I've had several young uh, high school students, college student women that are getting into the field of restoration or tech, working on vehicles, working on machinery and things. Uh, they help so many people. And I, I love the whole idea of uh, uh, the blue collar becoming the new collar job out there for people that want to work in this field. And I think there's been a bit of a resurgence of this coming around. All of that kind of evaporated in years past when they took away, um, they even took away home ec in classes, but took away the uh, auto shop in high schools. And they kind of started poo-pooing the whole idea of this. And I think it's really turned around because people are realizing, I should do what I love, not what I th everyone else thinks I should do. And sometimes that means sitting in a cubicle and not having much fun with your career. So I love Tech Force. They've done wonderful things. Yes. And, and in fact, um, I'm chair of one of the committees um, to, to work on bringing more women, more diversity into technical careers. And there was just a white paper published um, based on interviews with uh, female techs to get their input and give some feedback to companies on how to provide a more welcoming environment. So yep. any listeners that are interested um, can go to techforce.org um, and um, see that white paper. That's wonderful. Awesome. How about great reading? We love books here at Cars Yow. Is there a great book you'd like to share? Uh, there's two books I'd like to share. Awesome. I, I love I love reading true stories about women that have broken the mold. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the, the first one I want to share is called Lone Rider. Yep. It's an autobiography of Elspeth Beard, um, and she was the first British woman to motorcycle around the world. It is a travel adventure story. Um, it keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire time. It's it's a it's an easy read paperback um, and I, I just think it's a fabulous, fabulous adventure story. When I had her on the show, I went, girl, uh, <laughs> what were you thinking? Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And the uh, the other one is called West with the Night. Um, it is an autobiography of Beryl Markham. Uh, Marum, um, she is an early aviator in East Africa. And um, it's, again, an adventure story, uh, just the chutzpah that these women had in time that they did some of these things um, it is just fantastic. So, and again, I love reading stories where you go, oh my God, I can't believe that. And it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's kind yes. of an Amelia Earhart type story. Sounds like a little bit. Yes. Yes. And, um, but just centered in, in Africa and, um, and early, you know, early on. So it's an, it's an older time period setting, but, um, but just 
a, a fabulous read. Why did I just get that vision in my mind of that movie with Meryl? Mar- I think it was Meryl Streep and Robert yeah. Redford on the airplane flying through over Africa. Exactly. So just put barrel in the left seat and you're there. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad you recommended that book because that book's not been recommended. And I've got over 2,500 books in a place on the Cars Yeah website that I call guest recommended books. And I made it easy for you listeners to click and buy so you can create one wonderful library of not only automotive books, but a lot of different things. And I've had a lot of those authors on my show. So let's go on the ultimate drive today. I'm going to have some fun with you because I'm going to enable you to have a great great deal of fun. I'm going to provide you with any vehicle in the world. doesn't matter what it costs or who owns it. I'm going to park it in your driveway. You can go anywhere in this car and you can go with anybody, even somebody who's passed, which opens up windows of opportunity. So what's the ultimate drive look like for a lady who's been on a lot of ultimate drives? (laughs) Uh, Well, I would say I'm going to go back to what's going to happen at Pebble okay. um, because I would love to. So I'm, I'm doing the tour that happens on Thursday. Awesome. Um, and uh, in the hot rod. Yeah. And um, I, I think it would be really fun to be on the, the coast highway uh, with Jay Ward, uh, who's the creative director of Pixar. Yeah. Um, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with him. Yes. Um, he is a hot rod guy at heart. And I've had the opportunity to meet and speak with him and be at concourse where we're both judging. He's just a great personality and um, so much fun. And I I just think we would have a hoot. I think so. I I really, I've got to work harder. Hopefully I'll run into him uh, at Pebble to get him on the show. I've been wanting to get him on the show for a long time. And um, I think I've got enough connections now that maybe somebody will nudge him and go, hey, Mark's cool. You should be on a show. So that would be, that would be pretty fun. You're going to be living your dream here. Speaking of living your dream, your whole life has been living your dream. And my hat's off to you, Kim, for living a life well lived. Absolutely fabulous around automobiles and great people. Before I let you go, could you share some words of inspiration, a mantra or a success quote for me i it's i i like the thought of move and modify and and i say that because i think it's important that we're always doing things and trying things and even if it doesn't work you're not ever standing still uh, and it's okay to go out there and it doesn't quite work out like you thought about then you modify some things and you keep going so i've always had a philosophy of move and modify Um, because that's how things get done. It's wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, Bob and Weave, always working on it. Well, this has been a wonderful talk, Kim. I can't wait to see you drive onto the lawn in that hot rod. Uh, And of course, uh, Mitch in that beautiful little French car. That's going to be awesome, cool. And I can't wait to see him out at the track, too. This is going to be a wonderful week for all of us. I can't wait. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you. Well, I usually say down the road, but I'll see you on the lawn of Pebble. Maybe we'll race onto the lawn together. Hmm. I've talked to Diane about that. Yeah, I don't know if they'd appreciate it, but it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think they would. Sandra would uh, probably give us the evil eye. So, Sandra, don't worry. We're not going to do that. We're going to have some fun. We will mind our manners. Kim, can't wait to see you at Pebble Beach. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate having a chance to uh, speak with you, Mark. This has been fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.